Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We know the last few months have been, to say the least, a learning curve. From teaching your kids at home, to figuring out video conferences, or even remembering the right way to go down aisles. We had a lot to learn, and our dealership did too. After all, our goal has always been to make the car buying process easy for our customers. So when we couldn't serve you in person, we found a different solution. CMA's Easy Purchase. It's simple. All you have to do is head to CMA's ColonialHonda.com, select your vehicle, secure your financing, value your trade-in, and select the delivery location. And don't worry, we're always here to answer questions. If you'd like to complete it all online and you're not sure about something, give us a call and we can virtually walk you through it. Or you can take any of these steps in the dealership if that's more comfortable for you. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit CMA's ColonialHonda.com. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King, on Sports 106.1. And a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Tuesday morning to you all. Hope you guys are doing well. Wherever you're at, I hope things are coming around for you from a business aspect. I hope all businesses are starting to heal and get better and that your doors are becoming open and that the cash registers start ringing and things start coming back prosperity-wise. Uh, the hope and prayer is that everybody starts getting back on track as quickly as possible. And we all will hear all of our sponsors. Of course, you heard one just now, Colonial Honda. Tim Cosgrove, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Colonial Honda, outstanding sponsor for the Sports King Show and a guy that has done so much for the community. We really appreciate them. In light of what the show you just listened to, Big Al Sports Phone, he said something so well. And I just have to reiterate to start today's show. And this drives me crazy. Uh, by the way, we're open line today. If you'd like to chime in, please do. 804-327-0888 is the number. Alongside Ben Maitland and Sports King, Jamie King, welcoming you on this Tuesday edition. And the first thing I want to go over is what Big Al just finished talking about. Major League Baseball, Jeff Passan, of course, the outstanding writer for ESPN. This guy's all over it. In an interview this morning said, Major League Baseball today is no closer to a resolution than it was a month ago or a month before that. You cannot be serious. You cannot be serious. Thank you, Ben Madeline, because they are not moving the needle. They are not moving at all. It's all about me, me, me on both sides. An impasse. The American people, American public, the last consideration. So if you're at home saying, hey, what about me, like I've done? What about us watching, rooting, cheering, who have sat up in the cheap seats, who have sat in the nice seats, who have spent great money on merchandise and tickets and parking and beverages and everything in between? You don't matter. That's the message I get loud and clear you don't have a voice, you don't matter. 
you're a toss-in, an afterthought. Come if you want to. We don't care. It's not about you, the fan. It's about the do-re-mi, the almighty dollar, a greed factor like you've never seen. So now Major League Baseball has an issue, as Big Al just said. They're looking at something where they would be paid basically over three months, 245000 They'd have to slum along and get by on 245000 in some cases. An absolute joke. So as Big Al said, and I will go over this much in the same way, how does a person out there putting a roof on a home or delivering the mail or working in the grocery store or a dental assistant, folks that are out there, they get home at the end of the day, the frontline workers, the doctors and nurses, the EMTs, all the people, the security officers, everybody that's putting the time in every day that just wants that sliver of Americana to come back home at the end of the day and say, you know what, my Braves, thank you, Ben Maitland, or my Nationals or my Pirates, I can watch them for three hours and get away from the coronavirus and the racial strife and everything that's encompassing the world today, I have an opportunity to get outside of that and enjoy something that makes me smile just a little bit. The thought of the bunting and uh, pregame batting and all of the things and the uh, pomp and circumstance and the organ and all of the smells of baseball just for a little bit. Even if you can't, everybody, fill a stadium up, you can watch from home and enjoy and watch and say, you know what, that's what I miss the most. But that's okay. You're not going to see it because, folks, I'm telling you right now, unless something magically happens, cooler heads prevail, we are in trouble in terms of baseball. I, I just don't see it because neither side will give. Neither side will give. The players don't want to give. The owners don't want to give. It's all about me. So when you have that happen, they're going to be an embarrassment. And I'll tell you why. Look at the 22 team NBA situation. Adam Silver is to be applauded. They got it done. NASCAR to be applauded. Got it done. The NHL is getting it done. The NBA, of course, is going to be a Disney world. They found a way, proactively gone after it and said, we're going to get it done. And I'm not saying that they haven't talked about the money aspect behind the scenes and who's going to get paid what and so forth, but they kept it very quiet. It hasn't been a money-first situation. It's been about getting out and resuming a season and giving the fans something and playing for a championship and not having an interrupted season to the point where there will be no season. But in Major League Baseball, you don't hear any of that. The only consideration, first and foremost, of everyone is money. It's all about the dollars. What's your take? 804-327-0888 is the number. 804-327-0888 is the number. As I said, Major League Baseball's latest proposal, the players to return on the play uh, economic package offered a highly uh, potential salary, a higher potential salary than the last plan, but less guaranteed money over 76 games. Players and officials at Major League Baseball Association quickly scoffed at the proposal. Basically, no can do, not for me. Major League Baseball proposal delivered on Monday morning includes potential earnings that would cover up to 75% of players, 75% folks, of players prorated salaries over 76 games, about $1.432 billion in total compensation. Of that, uh, $989 million would be in straight salary and $443 million in paid uh, money paid if the playoffs take place. 
Because of a fear of a second wave of the coronavirus, the league has said it wants to end the regular season on September 27th and have its postseason go no later than the end of October. So when you look at these types of numbers, you say to yourself as an average Joe or Jane that why can't they work it out? Why can't they get together? Why can't some money, which is more than the average American will see in multiple years, be enough for one year just to get through this? Hopefully that the world returns to its axis and we get back on track and everything comes back. But no, I can't do that. I won't do that is what both sides are saying. So I say, baseball, here's the deal. If you turn your back on us, by and large, the American public will turn its back on you. The American public is forgiving, but they don't forget. And many people, hardline people that have loved this game since they started watching as little kids, will say, you know what, the love of the game that I love and root for and cheer for, because at the base, at the root, it is a game that all of us love to play as little kids, dreaming of being Willie Mays or uh, one of the great players out there, Cal Ripken, and you root for those folks and you want to be a part of it. And when you can't, you root and root and root and you always put your team out there and you always support them. But now in the worst of times when you need them to support you a little bit and give one up for the team, they refuse to do it. 804-327-0888 is the number. Just a major disappointment. Jeff Passan all over this will keep you up to date on this. But right now, it is a situation where it's just getting uh, super, super uh, from bad to worse. A bad to worse situation. Every time I turn around and I think, wow, there's a glimmer of hope. There might be something. There's nothing. So, folks, on the NHL front, on the NBA front, I've got nothing but good news and, and promising news. On the Major League Baseball front, I've got nothing. And I was hopeful, so hopeful, that July 4th, would be a return in a robust fashion to the Major League Baseball uh, season and to see teams come back and play, even in a uh, shortened season, but still just to play, but just does not look like it's a possibility as of today. So things can change. It's just one of those things. Something else that upset me yesterday, and I was watching this and learning more and really diving into it, Minnesota, and switching to football, Minnesota Vikings Pro Bowl running back Dalvin Cook will no longer participate in any team-related activities until he receives what he determines to be a, quote, reasonable, end quote, deal, a source said on Monday. He's out, a source told ESPN, without a reasonable extension. He will not be showing up for camp or beyond. To date, the Vikings' contract proposals to Cook demonstrate that they are a quarterback first team. The uh, offseason, the Vikings gave quarterback Kirk Cousins inexplicably to me who had one year left on his deal, a contract extension of paying him $30 million per season. Cousins will make $150 million over five seasons. This is ludicrous. Uh, of course, ludicrous beyond words. I've gone on records. Kirk Cousins is an average player, folks. Shake it up in the bag. Tell me what you want. If you disagree, give me a call. But has Kirk Cousins done anything to show you he's a championship-caliber quarterback? Every time the chips are on the table – he ends up falling flat. He had one good game last year in the playoffs, but you're looking at a guy that uh, just is an average player. To make $150 million and he's going to make $30 million a season, I know the going rates out there, but Kirk Cousins uh, should have had a ski mask on when he did this deal. This is unbelievable that they paid him that kind of money. Now, do I see Dalvin Cook, who has one year left at $1.3 million on his contract? Do I see his point? Absolutely. But here's the deal. 
the Vikings gave Cousins that because they wanted to keep him happy and they felt this is something they needed to do. Now you're in a situation where you got your top running back and you're saying, well, where do we go with him? How do we feel about him? They're not rewarding him so far. And you got to look at the 24-year-old Cook. He finds himself in a similar spot as other running backs, uh, guys that have been able to get more money, Ezekiel Elliott among them. But you're looking at a great running back with a lot of ability. Um, Cook needs uh, a lot to this team. He means a lot. Tremendous player. Uh, 1,135 yards rushing, 13 touchdowns from last season. But the camp is ready, you know, getting ready to start now, and Dalvin Cook says no, can do, which upsets me because it's one thing if a team goes to you and says we're going to give you more money, but when a player, and I've gone on record saying this, when a player says, hey, pay me now, I need my money now because the contract I sign, and I tell people this all the time, what I love in radio, let's say I have a million-dollar deal. But I see my ratings better than Joe Smith down the road. Do I go and say, hey, man, you know, I need two million. One million is not enough. And it's great if you have an agent or representative that can talk behind the scenes. But the situation is you have to work through your contract. How many people in business, and I'm talking to all of you out there, Facebook Live, Sports 1061, if you have a job, let's say you're an accountant, let's say you're uh, somebody that's a secretary or maybe a vice president, that you can go in immediately after having a good year and just say, hey, I need X, Y, or Z. How many times do you allow them to come to you? Now, there may be negotiations, but very rarely in business do you have the opportunity to go right to somebody and say, hey, look, you know what? I know I'm making 75000 but I'm worth 150000 so you need to pay me that now. It doesn't work that way in regular business, but in the NFL, you're leaning on what you're doing. You're leaning on what you think you will do. Now, Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys, same situation, folks. Is he a great player? No. Is he a very good player? Yes. And this from a non-Cowboys fan, I'm telling you right now, yesterday I went on record. I'll go on record again. Give me your take, 804-327-0888. Dak Prescott is in dire jeopardy of overplaying his hand. Okay? He has a pair of tens in his hand, and he's acting like he's got a royal flush, saying to Jerry Jones, look, if you don't pay me the $45 million that I think I'm worth, I'm not going to play. $30 million, not good enough. Thirty-one, not good enough. You need to pay me a king's ransom and pay me way more than market value because remember, Jerry, Last year, I led you to an 8-8 eight eight year. Can you say that with a straight face? Can anybody listening out there or watching go to your boss? Can you imagine as an 8-8 eight eight quarterback, and I'm not saying it's all on him. Statistically, he did great. He had a great year. But still, at the end of the day, as a quarterback, you're evaluated on what you do in terms of wins and losses. Where did your team go? How did you lead them? How does Kirk Cousins get an extension paying $30 million a seat? Are you kidding me? Kirk Cousins, as I said for the Vikings, is a guy that will get you in the neighborhood if he's a driver. But he'll never get you to the destination. 
Just not that guy. He is not that championship caliber guy. Dak Prescott still remains to be seen. Now, the difference with Prescott, you add C.D. Lamb at wide receiver, you got Cooper, you got Ezekiel Elliott, a big offensive line, a solid defense, and Mike McCarthy offensively, could he take that quantum leap to a championship uh, championship caliber quarterback? Absolutely. Do I expect it to happen overnight? No. Do I think he will be worth the money he's asking for down the line? Possibly. But Jerry Jones can't open up the wallet and say, hey, man, write your own check. I'm going to give you what you want. Because he has not earned that. Sometimes in sports, some teams will say, he's worth this in the long haul, so I'll go ahead and extend this money out because the value is so much. Give you an example. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, if I'm the Hunt family and he wants to talk to me about an extension of more money, to be honest with you, I'll sit back and I'll say, you know what? He's proven himself. He's worth the money. He runs like a deer. He throws the ball tremendously. He's got all the skills. He's a showstopper. He does it all. Patrick Mahomes, I'm taking that leap of faith, and I will extend that money. I'm not extending with Kirk Cousins, but Patrick Mahomes, absolutely. So Dak Prescott is sitting there at the card table with his pair of tens trying to pretend that he's got a full house in his hands telling or a royal flush telling Jerry Jones, I've got it all. I've got the hand that's going to beat you. So what do you say, Jerry? Now, the situation is this. If you overplay the hand, which we've been talking about, then what happens is you're left with nothing because you put that down, you bluff it, and Jerry says, no can too. I got the red rifle, Andy Dalton. He's ready, willing, and able. He's working at the facility or working at home like a fiend right now, getting ready to take this team special places. If you take that pair of tens in your hand, Dak Prescott, and overplay it, you run the risk of missing out on the season and losing your job. You'll be like Wally Pip. You'll never be heard from again. So that is the situation for Prescott. He's in a bad situation that's getting worse if he doesn't agree. He needs to tell his agents, listen, I'll take the $31 million or $30 million a year. I'll get by on that. I can't believe I'm saying that. But I'll get by on that for a couple of years or maybe go $30 million, take the tag offer and go through one year, put up monster numbers, then go sit on Jerry's $250 million yacht and say, you know what, Jerry, how about that? We won a championship how about that 40 to $45 million I was talking about extending me out now? Because I earned it. I proved it. Then you can say, okay, I get it. It's worth the investment. But right now, coming off an 8-8 eight and eight season, you got a pair of 10s in your hand, and you're trying to overplay your hand. And I'm telling you, Dak Prescott will not be hurt again in Dallas if he forfeits this opportunity. Can you imagine sitting at home and listening at home if you were to turn down $30 million when you provided a team with a leadership aspect on 8-8, eight and eight, and you can say, well, it's not all Dak, it's not all Dak. Hey, at the end of the day, you are who you are, as Dennis Green said. He is who we thought he is. He's a guy that basically, basically has done average work. And so when he says, I want to be paid that $40, 45000000 million, but I've only provided an average return, Jerry Jones is a businessman at heart, folks. Let's make no mistake. He sits on that $250 million yacht like Dr. Evil, 
many Redskin fans feel that way. He's he's doing the deals. He's making his money in oil. He's making his money in business. I mean, Jerry Jones is going to make his money, but he's not a dumb guy. He's not going to give it away if the value isn't there. And that's the problem with Dak Prescott right now. He is in a situation that he's preparing to overplay his hand. What's your take on the Prescott situation? 804-327-0888 is the number. 804-327-0888 is the number. I just think he really is in a bad situation. And I would say if I'm Dak's agent, go to the table, sign the $30 million deal or $31 million, play one year, give everything you have like a Mark Rippon did back in 91, where he played an entire year with a base contract. It wasn't anything exorbitant. But he told Mr. Cook, hey, listen, I'm going to put the numbers up. I'm going to lead you there. And then when we do, I'm coming back to you, to which Mr. Cook said, by God, I think that sounds good. Well, that's my Jack King Cook, by the way. Anyway, so Mark Rippon then at the end of that 91 season wins the Super Bowl MVP goes back to Mr. Cook and says, Mr. Cook, how about 26 million reasons to bring me back the following year? Now, 26 million back in 91 was a monster deal. And guess what? Jack Ken Cook signed that deal because he said, hey, Mark Rippon, you bet on yourself and you proved yourself and you deserve to be compensated in that way. So it's a case of what have you done? Do you deserve it? Have you earned it? That's like a Tom Brady winner of six world titles, whether you like Tom Brady or don't like Tom Brady. When he sits down at a table and you look at Tom Brady and he says, hey, man, I want to be extended. I want to be paid as the highest quarterback or I want more money. You listen to a guy like that, and I'm not the biggest Brady fan in the world, but you say, you know what, TB12, you've earned every right to ask this. There's no argument to your case. You can't say you didn't do this. You can't say you didn't do that. You can't say you didn't elevate this franchise. Everything you did says, back up the Brinks truck, pay me what I'm worth, because Tom Brady has earned it. So down in Tampa Bay, for them to get him, pretty much he could ask for whatever he wants because he's earned that opportunity, whereas Dak Prescott has not. In other news in the NFL, Atlanta Falcons running back Tom Gurley agreed on Monday to a one-year $5.5 million deal. Uh, he has passed his physical on Monday, and uh, basically that's a situation uh, good for the Falcons, good for Todd Gurley. We will keep you up to date on this. Of course, uh, Gurley has had some issues. Some folks think he's damaged goods, but he looks like he's in great health. We'll come back for the Falcons, and uh, it's going to be a big year, they think, down in Hotlanta. Going to take a timeout. We're going to take your phone calls. Give us a call, 804-327-0888. More Sports King right after these messages. Hi, this is Philadelphia Eagles All-Pro running back Brian Westbrook, and you're listening to the Sports King Show on Sports 106.1. The Sports King Studio Line is now open. If you got a sports question, thoughts on your mind about your favorite team, we'd love to hear from you at 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. You can't handle the truth. Oh, Ben Maitland, he's in rare form today. How about a Coach O, Ben? I need it. Go Tigers! Go Tigers, indeed. Love me some Coach O. And I ask you out there, if you're a college football or a football fan, Ed Ogeron, I'm telling you, if you can't play for that guy, you can't play. He gets you fired up. And that voice 
once you hear it once, you never forget it. Uh, Coach O, we thank him for his enthusiastic <laughs> message this morning. want to let you know the phone lines are open. 804-327-0888 is the number on this Tuesday morning. Uh, we saw something yesterday, and uh, I had to pass this along. Shaquille O'Neal, uh, he urged the New Orleans Saints last week in a phone call to not let the media divide them in wake of Drew Brees' national anthem comments, a source confirmed to ESPN. They're going to try to, to divide you, the Diesel said, just like they divided us with the Lakers. Me and Kobe Bryant, we had such a great thing going, but the media divided our team, O'Neal said in the message, during a virtual team meeting to the Saints. We could have won five more championships, said the Diesel. Stay strong. Don't let the media divide you. Don't let social media divide you. The Basketball Hall of Famer had been previously scheduled as a guest speaker, and, of course, Sean Payton asked him to come in as a surprise. He did, and he spoke to Drew Brees, and he said, basically, stick together, and you guys can do great things. Of course, the New Orleans Saints, the team that I have gone on record saying, they have the best chance or had the best chance before all this exploded last week with Drew Brees to win a championship in Brees' final year. However, many people are starting to say, are there cracks in the foundation now in New Orleans? Will they be able to overcome this? The one thing when I made that prediction with them winning a world championship this season, hosting the uh, Super Bowl opportunity in the Lombardi Trophy at the end when it's all done. Uh, of course, you hoist that up and you hold it high, and we've seen Drew Brees do that before. You wonder now if there's any fracturing in the locker room to the point where Drew Brees is going to be walking on eggshells and if his teammates are going to look at him sideways or if they're going to say, you know what, he made his mistakes, he's offered a mea culpa, he's going to be better, and we're going to rally behind him. Or if it's going to be something that's going to linger because if they hit a losing streak or fingers start pointing – not that it will happen, but it's something where you could say a bad situation is there in New Orleans. But I hope they can come through this. I hope they can get through uh, the internal strife within the locker room because right now he has uh, apologized. But you wonder if everybody says, okay, I'm a 1,000% back on the Drew Brees train or if I'm kind of looking at it and taking my time to get back on that train. So that's a situation there in New Orleans. I think without question from a talent standpoint, they're ready to make that run. Sean Payton is ready to make that run. Drew Brees ready to make that run. Whether or not the team is ready to fall in line behind them, that's where I kind of say right now I'm wondering my prediction. That's my only worry about that team is a chemistry factor and whether they can overcome some of the comments of late from Drew Brees, even though he has apologized. We'll have to wait and see on how that's going to shake out. Just the situation there. Uh, the NBA, of course, uh, they're smiling because Adam Silver has been great in what he's done in terms of the 22-team return that's getting ready to get underway very uh, shortly. But I'm telling you right now, the NBA situation is going to be at Walt Disney World. If you've been down there, and I've covered events down there, it's an absolute, absolute beautiful complex. It's called the Walt Disney World ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. If you stay down there, you've got all kinds of hotels with different themes, and it's really a cool, cool environment. And last week, the league's board of governors and the players' union both approved the plans for that 22-team eight-game wrap-up to the regular season, followed by a possible play-in tournament for the eighth seed and playoffs to resume the 2019-20 
2020 season on July 31st. So, folks, July 31st, guys are excited as we get ready to start the tip-off in Orlando, and so many teams are looking at an opportunity to make a run at a world title. Uh, right now, here's some of your leaders. You've got the Milwaukee Bucks, who ended the year at 53-12, and 12, an 815 winning percentage. Uh, Milwaukee had an opportunity to go for 70 wins, which was incredible, of course, led by Giannis, the Greek freak. He had done amazing things. Many people feel the league's MVP. Uh, the Bucks have everything going for them. Of course, head coach Mike Budenholzer, a guy that is really underrated as a head coach, he's done a great job. You've got uh, Giannis, who you have to run things through, all-star Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe. They have a team that is a very dominant team. They stayed together. They've kept together, and I feel the Bucks are the team that you really have to watch for. They are at plus 275. If you're wagering on this final situation, do you think the Bucks can make that run? Give us a call, 804-327-0888. The Milwaukee Bucks, do you think they'll win it all? The team, I think, really on pace at plus 275 to win in terms of Vegas odds, Milwaukee Bucks, you have to watch them as they are being looked at as that top team really under consideration. Now, uh, they are amongst, uh, when you look at the top couple teams, the other one is the Lakers, of course, finishing 49-14. and 14. And the Lakers were rolling. They won four or five, including statement wins over the Bucks and the Clippers in consecutive games in early March. Now LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and company will have to regroup to give off Angeles his first title since back in 2010. So you're looking at the situation with the Lake Show, and we talk about them, of course. You've got guys like Dwight Howard. Let's not forget about him. Uh, he's not as useful as he once was, but he's still a guy that can get rebounds, block shots, and contribute. He knows his role. Before he had to be a star, and now he's a guy that's a contributor. Dwight Howard. Then you have contributors like Danny Green. He's a three-point specialist. He's been there, done that. And Ray John Rondo, of course, uh, formerly of the Celtics, another great player. They're getting older, but they have the talent and the ability. So the question is, DeMarcus Cousins, will he uh, return to the Lakers with anything? Of course, signed last summer. Uh, he had a blown knee, been waived to make room. But you wonder, the situation is, how well Will some of these other pieces come in for the Lakers? Uh, LeBron James leads the league with a career-high 10.6 assists per game, and uh, he's going to be the oldest player to lead the league in assists for the first time in his career. So watch the Lakers and the Bucks. I think when it, all the dust settles, these should be, if things go as planned, the final two teams. But you don't play the game on paper. On paper, it looks that way, but then you've got teams like the Toronto Raptors. Of course, uh, no more Kawhi Leonard, but uh, the former defending champs, plus 1,700. So they're a real long shot to do anything. Of course, they've got guard Fred Van Fleet, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol. So they've got some pieces, just not enough pieces. So I wouldn't even look at them as a real legitimate threat. I think it's a one-and-done for them as world champs. Then you look at other teams. Don't go to sleep, folks. On the L.A. Clippers, the odds for them, plus three, 325 in Vegas. And you're looking at uh, Paul George. You've got other guys on that team, new additions, Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson. A team, of course, Kawhi Leonard, that's his team. But then you look at other key pieces like Lou Williams. 
guys that could come in there and make plays for the Clippers. The Clippers bench averages an NBA best 51.5 points per season. So when you look at this Clippers team, you may say to yourself, well, once they get past that starting lineup, they're kind of thin. Make Don't make that mistake because they are averaging the best average point-wise in the NBA, 51.5 points per game. So once you get into that Clippers bench, you're looking at a group that can come off the bench and make things happen, and they are tremendous in terms of bench play. So that starting lineup, you miss nothing nothing when you have guys come off the bench. Now a team that really I couldn't believe this, and if you have any extra money and you're near Vegas or anywhere you can put something down, the Boston Celtics, who ended 43-21 and 21 with a 672 winning percentage, the Celtics' odds in Vegas plus 1,500. So you're kidding me. So you put 100 to get 1,500 back. Sounds like a fairly good investment because the Celtics, you can't go to sleep on these guys. They're young. They're talented. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh, they've got a tremendous backcourt. Kemba Walker, of course, has been stable for them. They've got uh, all kinds of pieces, and you're looking at a Boston Celtic team that is so well coached. Brad Stevens is a guy you have to look at and say, you know what, he can get these guys into maybe a title aspect. And the Celtics are a team I really have circled as a dark horse where you can say, hey, this team could could uh, come out of it in a short-type uh, season and end this thing as world champions. So watch them. Gordon Hayward on that team, Tatum on that team. They've got a lot of pieces. Can it come together in this environment? We don't know. But plus 1,500 is one heck of a value if you want to put something down on this final 22. The Denver Nuggets, another team at plus 2,200. And people are not believing in this Denver team. They ended 43-22, and 22, a 662 winning percentage. Don't forget about that. And they've got the Joker, Nikola Jokic, of course, who uh, has carried them throughout the year, Jamal Murray. They've got pieces there. Uh, it's going to be interesting with what they have. They've got Paul Millsap, Jeremy Grant, guys that can come in and do great things. Jokic leads the Nuggets in total points, rebounds, and assists. And as a big man doing that, it's pretty incredible. So you're looking at a situation that this Denver Nugget team at 43 and 22, you talk about value and you say, hey, would you put money on them? To be honest with you, if you have any extra lying around and you've got $100 to win 2200 with a Nugget team that could potentially be there in the mix, another uh, it would not be a bad investment, I'm telling you, because this Nugget team could get on a run. They've got the pieces. Enough pieces to overtake the Lakers? I don't think so, but they have the talent that could do it if they got hot in a short ser- you know, a short series. They're a team that you have to keep your eye on and how they're coming up with these numbers. I just don't get it. Another team is the Jazz. Uh, look at the Jazz. This team, I think, has a lot of pieces. Uh, Bogdanovich, of course, uh, you look at Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. We remember what happened with them catching the coronavirus. They've overcome that. Utah had a 19 and two stretch uh, down the stretch there. 19 and two, one of the hottest teams in all of basketball. When you look at their pieces, they've got a ton of pieces. Donovan Mitchell, who we love on the Sports King Show, has been probably the best player you've never got to see or never watched. Donovan Mitchell is averaging a career-best 24.2 points a game. That's the highest-scoring average since Carl Malone back in 1999 and 2000. So when you look at 
uh, you know, the situation with Donovan Mitchell, it was Malone and Danley, Pete Maravich. They're the only players in Jazz history, history with a higher single scoring average than Donovan Mitchell. So you look at those three names, Carl Malone, the mailman, Adrian Dantley, and Pete Maravich, three of the very best that's ever played the game. And they are the only players with a higher average than Donovan Mitchell. That tells you how great a player he is, but you don't know much about him because he plays out West. He's in Utah. You don't get to see him. You don't get to experience. You don't get to watch him. But mark my words, this is a superstar. This kid is dynamic. If he was on any other team, if he was in the garden in Madison Square Garden, he would be on the front page literally every night with what he does. So the question here on the Jazz, 41-23, and 23, a 641 winning percentage. You can't sleep on the Jazz. Now how about this for value? Let's say you go to Vegas and put $100 down on this team. The odds now for the Utah Jazz to win this 22-team tournament, let's call it what it is, plus 6,000. 6000 So $100 gets you 6000 back. Not a bad investment potentially with those Jazz because not saying once again they're going to win it all, but do they have the pieces? Could they go on a run? Absolutely. Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell. Now, some other teams are talking about the Miami Heat, 41-24. and 24. And Some of these teams very talented, ready to make that run. You wonder about the Miami Heat, but you have to wonder how healthy is Jimmy Butler in a return. That's a guy you have to watch. Andre Iguodala is one. Bam Adebayo is another. But when you look at their player and their roster uh, in terms of young players, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Derek Jones, all these players have played important roles for the Miami Heat, and they are at 41-24, plus 4,000 in Vegas. So Vegas is not believing in this Heat team, but you wonder, uh, the Heat, who went 27-5 and at home, not an easy place to play down there in Miami, 27-5. and But the problem with the Heat, they were 14-9 and on the road. They did well at home. They did excellent at home. They just find tough sledding on the road. They can't win outside of home very often, and that's been their bugaboo. We're going to come back and talk about some more NBA teams and talk about this 22-game setup, how it's 22-team setup, how it's going to work, how it's going to look. And the NBA and Adam Silver, we applaud them. They're on the right track. We'll also take your phone calls, 804-327-0888. Back with the Tuesday edition of the Sports King after these messages. Hi, this is Bob Dennis from the world champion Washington Bullet, and you are listening to Sports King Show with Jamie King on Sports 106.1. Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. Our goal has always been to make the car buying process easy. So when we couldn't serve you in person, we found a different solution. CMA's Easy Purchase. It's simple. All you have to do is head to cmascolonialhonda.com Select your vehicle, secure your financing, value your trade-in, and select the delivery location. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com. 
Hi, it's the Sports King, Jamie King, and I'm here to offer you truly life-changing advice. If you or someone you know suffers from foot pain, don't delay. Take immediate action and visit the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross with two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. I know firsthand he changed my life and totally restored my foot. He will do the same for you. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. You're listening to the guy that was once addicted to brake fluid. But please don't worry, he says he can stop at any time. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, everyone. Tuesday edition of the Sports King Show. Some of the headlines we've been following today. Of course, continuing saga in Dallas. Dak Prescott says 30 million is not enough. Open up the wallet, Jerry. I led you to an 8-8 eight and eight year. Isn't that enough? And so far, no movement from the Cowboys brass. Of course, Dalvin Cook says to the Vikings, you paid Kirk Cousins, it's time to pay me. Right now, we'll see, a quarter, of course, a quarterback-driven league. Cousins gets all the money he wants. Cook, so far, no word from the Vikings brass whether or not he'll get any money there. Do want to let you know we're continuing our look at the NBA. There's 22 teams starting back up, all vying for the NBA title. That's coming back. We're excited about that. And I'm going to continue on talking about the NBA and, of course, the teams there who might win it all. Let's get your take as well. Who do you think will win it all in this strike, uh, non-strike shortened season? But the fact that the coronavirus hit us, uh, we've been through strikes before, but this is different, of course, with the virus and the shortened season and the stoppage. Now we're looking to pick it back up. 22 teams all trying to go for the title. Who do you think will win? 804-327-088 is the number. We're going to continue on. Right now we're talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Another team, 40-24, 625 winning percentage, uh, if you put $100 on the Thunder, it's a $6,000 return for you. Uh, but it's the situation where the Thunder are a team you have to look at kind of from the side and say, wait a minute, which Thunder team will you get down the stretch here? It was a rocky start for OKC. They started 6-11 and out of the gate. They had a bunch of losses and big questions. They turned it around, and uh, they have been doing much better. Of course, Chris Paul, you can never count him out. But the Thunder are 34-13 and 13 as of late, piling up the second-most wins in the league behind only the Milwaukee Bucks. So you have to say to yourself, this Thunder team, are they able to turn it around? Yes. Are they able to be a team that's built for the short term in terms of can they win this type of situation? They've got some pieces there. Of course, whenever you have Chris Paul in the lineup, they are capable. So you have to understand they're a good team. The Thunder have 16 wins when trailing, entering the fourth quarter of the season. That's the other thing. They've got the finishing kick. This Thunder team is capable of winning down the stretch. So they're dangerous. You have to watch them. And I don't understand what Vegas is talking about when you got a team that's won 40 ball games, 625 winning percent, and they're only getting uh, plus 6,000 in order to uh, you know make the kind of money you can make off them. Uh, Vegas is not respecting them. Now, here's a team, and we're looking at the 22 uh, teams that basically are in position to maybe win a world title, one of them, the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets, to me, make me scratch my head 
and shake my head and wonder what is going on with this group. Of course, they've been on a roller coaster for many years, up and down, up and down, and they just look like whenever you think they're going to do something big, they just seem to just leave you mystified as to what are they doing. Some games are just historic. Some games are great. Of course, you have Russell Westbrook. You have James Harden, the beard. And the Rockets are a team that have the talent to win and win it all. But you're looking at Vegas. Vegas is saying plus 1,500. So you put 100 down and get 1,500 back. Not a bad investment there because who can get hotter than James Harden, a guy that has had a historic two-month run. He averaged, folks, 39 – think about this – 39 points a game, and he was shooting at a 66% clip from early November to early January. So the question with James Harden is how much did his body get beaten up during that stretch? He's had time to recover. You wonder now if he's going to return to the form that he's had. He's been an MVP level for so long. And then Westbrook, you wonder about him and how – fit he's going to be he's always worked out always stayed in shape but you wonder is he ready for this final stretch i think he is i think this team right here is one also like the celtics you have to circle the rockets and say they have the tools they have the ability they're coaching mike d'antonio of course at plus 1500 now this team was 40 and 24 and a team you have to keep your eye on whenever you have james harden in the lineup Man, this guy, you have to pick him up past half court. He can drain it from anywhere on the court. So you wonder what is happening. But the key with the Rockets is they switched to a small ball lineup back on January 31st. The Rockets have been out-rebounded by 9.4 rebounds per game, the worst rebounding differential in the NBA. And if you look at that standpoint, you can't play championship basketball being out-rebounded 9.4 rebounds per game. So you say to yourself, can he win it? Yes, I just don't like that small ball lineup situation. Yes, you have more speed, more versatility, maybe more scoring. But when you're giving up almost 10 rebounds a game to the opposition, that provides an opportunity uh, to really not last long in a playoff scenario. So you're looking at the Rockets. Will they shift it around? Will they do something to improve the lineup, to make it a little bit more uh, physical and a little taller down the stretch because the small ball lineups work for them from a scoring standpoint, but from a productive standpoint, defensively boxing out, getting rebounds, it has not been their best MO so far. So you wonder what's going to happen with the Rockets. But right now, another team you have to circle and say, if you bet 100, you get 1,500 back if they were to win. And I'm telling you what, can you really bet against James Harden? He's a guy that you look at and you say, on any given night, he he's a 50-point game ready to go off. He's just that talented. But it's the other pieces of that team that you wonder about. Will Westbrook step up? Will the other key players step up for the Rockets? If they do, a very dangerous team. We're continuing our look at the 22 teams in the shortened season for the NBA going for the world title. Another team that's drawn some interest, the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers have been under the radar all season long. They've got Victor Aladipo. Of course, uh, he did not play his first game until January 29th. Malcolm Brogdon, of course. We know him, a local guy. And uh, Indiana has... Uh, been uh, very talented. They've got a good backcourt, but you wonder whether Indiana is going to be able to withstand the bigger teams because they have trouble 
uh, you know, down low. It's a battle situation, and I just don't know if they have enough to really uh, survive and uh, advance in terms of this situation. You look at certain players, Aladibo, a guy that had a 27-point outburst against the Celtics. Uh, he's capable of playing at an all-star level. But will he play at an all-star level? I don't know. So when you look at this team, the Indiana Pacers, 39-26, I look at them as being a team that won't last long. They just don't have enough pieces, in my opinion. Uh, other teams we're looking at, the Philadelphia 76ers. We're talking about the NBA 22-team uh uh, look in terms of this tournament that's going to be going down in Disneyland. Uh, we cannot wait to see this. And you look at the uh, 76ers, 39 and 26, a 600 winning clip plus 2,500. You wonder about the value there. Uh, you look at the Sixers, they entered the season ready to uh, go against the Bucks for the top spot in the East. Instead, Philadelphia has been so up and down posting the best home record in the NBA. Think about this, about the 76ers. They're plus 2,500. But at home they were twenty nine and two. Twenty nine and two. So the seventy sixers, if they can just imagine their home court being in Philadelphia while they're in Disneyland, they may win the whole thing. But the problem with them, and this is a big problem, the seventy sixers ten and twenty four on the road. The worst road record in the NBA. So if it was at home in Philadelphia, I'd say they got no no problem. They can win it all. But the problem with the 76ers is they can't win outside of Philadelphia. Can they win down in Florida? That's a big question there. We're going to follow that up. Uh, So the 76ers, of course, you've got the pieces there. Uh, Simmons, Embiid, they got talent to do it. Will they do it? Just don't know. Give us a call, 804-327-0888. Coming back with hour number two to look at the NBA and much, much more. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, this is actor Matthew Rauch. I played Burton on the hit series Banshee on Cinemax. You are listening to my friend, Jamie King, the Sports King, who told me I'm welcome on his show anytime, as long as I keep my glasses on. Welcome back. You're listening to a man who is cooler than the other side of the pillow. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. everyone tuesday morning edition of the sports king and i am going through the 22 teams in the nba one of them has to win it i'll tell you who in just a little bit and so i'm breaking them down team by team we thank you for joining us from around the country and folks from around the world that have tuned in this morning on facebook live as well as sports 1061 we want to head down to south carolina William is on the line. William, uh, of course, uh, huge Cowboys fan. We know that. Uh, what about the NBA, William? Your thoughts on this shortened season? Well, I mean, I got kind of mixed emotions about it, man. I kind of, with everything going on, would wish they'd just go ahead and hold it till next season. But in a way, I understand <laughs> they, those guys, man, they're hungry, and they want to get it going. They want to get back in the court, and I understand that. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a good one because it's short and we're probably going to see things on that court. We, you know, we've probably never even seen. So it's, I think it's going to be really good. I do too. I think it's going to be very exciting and it's going to be 
the players that have kept themselves in the best shape, and of course they can only do like the Zoom meetings now and so forth in terms of getting themselves prepared, of course talking to their coaches, but it's all going to be the guys that have worked the hardest. And you look at the Russell Westbrook's guys like that have got great work ethics. You wonder about uh, the guy that really is going to step forward in this shortened season some guys may have said hey you know what i'll go back but i'm not going to be really good shape and i'll work myself back into it if those guys i think are going to fall by the wayside i think it's the guys and the teams that have really worked hard and kept themselves in top shape during this downtime that are going to do best what's on your mind today down there in south carolina I well i was just trying to catch you earlier we was talking about with with Dak, man i was kind of when i talked to you the other day and i was just thinking you know, Dak needs to go ahead and he just needs to take the contract. Because he's got to understand, like you said, Jerry's a businessman. So Jerry's always got an ace in the hole. He's got that red rifle for a reason. And it wasn't just because he could you know, he was there. He got him for a reason. And Dak got to wake up and realize, like, man, you know, he went and got any dog. I mean, this guy here can act, he can take me out like I did Romo. So... I just need to go and show and prove what I'm worth. And I have to I have to make adjustments on the field of things I don't have and make it work for me and let that take me you know, take advantage of what I can do. So like you say, like at the end of the season, he could turn around and go to him and say, Now, this is what I've done from what I've done did before. And I made improvements. So now it's time to talk. Because I'm feeling like this, as a businessman, Jerry ain't got nothing to lose. Dak has a lot to lose. And he could be sitting on the side and sitting on the couch by the time the season starts. And if the Red Rifle gets in there and he does something spectacular, it's going to be really hard for him to come back. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And I've gone on record – uh, the outstanding draft they had, C.D. Lamb, a key piece, a wide receiver that's going to light it up for the Cowboys. Then you've got Amari Cooper on the other side. A running attack with, of course, always features Ezekiel Elliott, a guy from Ohio State's done amazing things. So you've got that. you got that big offensive line. And you've got an offense with a great coordinator and a guy that's a head coach that really knows how to call plays, Mike McCarthy. All the intangibles are there for this team to really take off because uh, Prescott is now being put in a position, I don't think under Garrett he ever had what he has now. And if you fold your hand or overplay your hand in this term with uh, uh, opportunity with Jerry Jones, he will go on to the Red Rifle. So you really have to be careful. Let me ask you this. We know the offensive pieces are there, and it all depends on how Prescott plays, if he returns, and we hope he will. What about the defense on the Cowboys' side? Do you feel defensively they have enough there to make a run at the Super Bowl or playoff opportunity with the defense as it is today? I say that's that's really hard. Um, The way I look at that team, the front line, the front man, the front line, the, the, the pass rushes are, they, they do their job. And those guys get to the quarterback. I mean, they, they can shut down the run. The linebackers, oh, my goodness, I love the linebackers, man. I think we got a real good linebacker core. My problem is when it comes to corners and safety. Um, you know, it, it's been like that with Dallas for a long time, where Dallas will have pro bowl, defensive ends, defensive tackles, linebackers. But my problem is at safety and corner. And I think that's where Dallas is 
always, to a point, has been the weakest. And I, I really think that they need to find they, – they need to figure it out. They, they really do need to figure it out. I mean, they all these draft picks that they got, you know, the guys that are already there, they have to figure it out and learn how to play the position. Because once you get past that front, once you get past that front line, you get past the linebackers. I think a lot of teams know. If I guess if you go back and look at tape, you can see, man, Dallas is weak at the safety, and they're weak at the corner spot. So guess what? If we can attack that, we can win the game. So Dallas has to improve there also to get to the Super Bowl. When you look at this Cowboys defense from last year. You want to look at this team. You've got, uh, and this is how it looked uh, last year for much of the year, the lineup. Demarcus Lawrence, a great defensive end, a guy that I've always respected. Malik Collins, he's talented up front. Antoine Woods, another tackle. Tyrone Crawford, very active guy. Love him. So their front is very formidable. Sean Lee, of course, one of the most underrated linebackers, great tackler, injury prone. He's had some concussion issues. You wonder how much longer he's going to play, but he's lost a step, but he's still a talented guy that can read and react. And his lack of speed at times with his knowledge of uh, diagnosing plays, he gets there and he makes plays. Jalen Smith, another guy, a guy that stood out to me last year was the weak side linebacker, Leighton Vanderish, a guy covered so much ground, really played well, very talented guy. You got cornerback uh, Chidobe Iwuzi, you got him, Byron Jones, Jeff Heath, he's gaining some years, Xavier Woods. So when you look at that defense, top to bottom, You've got the pieces, but as you said, on the back end is where the problems. I think front-wise, they're able to put pressure, and they're able to cover initially. Downfield, their problem is on the elongated routes, they lose people because the coverage skills aren't as good. So they've added some pieces, but I think this Cowboys team, offensively, they're going to be fine. I think it's a defense, and as you said so eloquently, the secondary will dictate how much success they have this season. Yes, indeed, definitely. I, I I think once that improves, I think Dallas will make a run. But I still feel now with the new coach and everything, it's going to take Dallas. But Jerry, Jerry's got to kind of keep his hands, as they say, keep his hands out the cookie jar a little bit and let this coach coach. And he needs to sit back and trust this guy. You're not going to pay this guy a lot of money. You're still going to come out there and try to coach. So Jerry has to sit back and say, I got this guy for a reason. I paid this man money for a reason. He is the coach. I need to step back, let him put it together. Dallas is probably going to be another two to three seasons before they even start gelling with this coach. Well, i tell you what, uh, I think that's wishful thinking. Our special guest, William from South Carolina, just called in the Sports King Show. If you'd like to call, give us a call, 804-327-0888. Following up on your thought on Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones, unlike very few of any other owners in the NFL. He has weekly press conferences. He has his own radio show. As soon as the game's over, people don't always want to hear from the head coach. Jerry's holding court near the locker room, and he has a mass of media there. Jerry, what do you think? What do you think? What do you, like he's running the personnel, and they have to get his buy-in. He's that guy that wants to stand there and ask 
have all the questions asked of him so he can answer so you can understand where he's coming from because he's trying to quietly get his message through to the Cowboys coaching staff about whether he approved or disapproved over anything so you got a real problem here and you got quite a situation where McCarthy and Jones hopefully they won't butt heads but I agree with you he needs to step out of the picture and allow McCarthy to run the team and do it his way and it's going to be something to keep our eye on but William thank you so much again uh, for the Dallas Cowboy questions, and it's a great uh, offensive structure. You look like if you get Zach uh, back in there, uh, Dak Prescott back in there, rather, and, uh, of course, if not, you're in good shape because you have the red rifle waiting in the wing. So we'll keep our eye on that. Once again, Jerry stepping outside, I just don't see him doing that. He wants to talk about it, and he's going to remain doing so. Hey, thank you so much. Great call, as always, and we appreciate you so much. Of course, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, a lot of people around the area love those Cowboys, and they want to see them return to prominence. But I'm telling you right now, it's all going to determine by whether Jerry can get out of his own way and allow the coaches to do what they do. And it's going to be interesting in terms of that. So what's your question today? 804-327-0888. 804-327-0888. And before we took the call from William, we were talking about the NBA. And, of course, the NBA coming back. And it's going to be on July 31st, the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. If you haven't been there, folks, uh, make it a destination trip because it's one of the most beautiful places. Uh, and they have everything down there, soccer, football, training, everything. So it is probably the best place they could have ever chosen for this resumption of play for the NBA. It's going to be, as we've gone on record, saying a bubble effect. It's going to be a group of people allowed in there. And if you don't have those badges, it's only going to be a certain amount of people allowed. And you have to wonder to yourself, They're talking this morning about potentially the spouses and some family members not even being allowed. It's going to be a player-only type of situation as it is now. So you've got the players there, and you've got the staffs there, you've got the coaches there, the people that are going to feed you there, the people are going to train you there, and uh, strength and conditioning and all that. Everybody else is off limits. So it's going to be interesting to see how the dynamics work at Walt Disney in terms of how this all comes together. So that's going to be the big question, how it's going to play out. How interested are you in the NBA in this 22-game run for the Roses, if you will? 804-327-0888 is the number. 804-327-0888 is the number. You've got a lot of teams and a lot of teams that are talented enough to pull this off. The question is, Will they pull it off? So that's where we're at. We just went through uh, a bunch of teams. We're going to return now. After the Rockets, uh, we were talking about the Indiana Pacers, of course. They are a team you have to keep your eye on. And then you're looking at the Philadelphia 76ers. We talked about them for a bit. Now it's on to the Dallas Mavericks of Mark Cuban. Uh, 40 and 27. And so I love the Mavericks. I love what Mark Cuban does. A very talented group a group that can really do some great things. Another situation here, they are plus three. uh, 3,500 is the situation there with the Mavericks. If you think the Mavericks are a team that can win it all, 
you better not uh, go to sleep on them. Of course, they got Luka Don- Doncic, uh, Kristen, uh, Christus uh, Porzingis, and they're looking at this team in terms of the balance they have. Great balance. They're a team that can definitely do a lot of things. You have to look at them and say, are they a real threat in this shortened season? And you got to say yes because of their youth and their balance. So it's a team that uh, you wonder if Doncic can return from his MB- MVP caliber um season if you wonder how talented this guy is he is on pace to become the third player in nba history to average at least 20 points five assists and five rebounds a game uh in his first two seasons in the nba joining only think about this now luka Doncic uh is going to join only oscar robinson and lebron james pretty heady company indeed so don't go to sleep on these dallas mavericks plus 3500 so do you take a flyer with him? Uh, Chris Stapps, Perzingis, Luka Doncic, do you believe that they have enough? Well, you know, I'm not saying they do, but I'm telling you what, with Doncic in the lineup, he's a guy that's really come of age, and I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a talented guy for many years to come. Our next look is at the Memphis Grizzlies, 32 and 33, plus 50,000. So if you want to put 100 up, get 50,000 back. Uh, this will be a waste of your money. They have no chance. Let's look at it. They've got Jay Morant, the uh, rookie of the year, potentially, with Zion Williamson. They're athletic. They're talented. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a guy that can score from the perimeter. Uh, they stole uh, the draft uh, steal of the year. Dylan Brooks has been productive. Uh, they've got a lot of pieces there, but they're really – uh, team is going to get in there. It'll be very short-lived run for the Grizzlies, in my opinion. They were 32 and 33, 492, not even a 500 winning percentage. But they're a team that's on the rise. Morant, uh, who could win the Rookie of the Year with Zion Williamson and both of them contending, uh, he led the Grizzlies with 17.9 points a game, 6.9 assists per game. And it's one of those situations where uh, Morant is a guy that is definitely just coming up the charts in terms of talent. He's a guy you want to pay to watch. He's that talented. And he'll be exciting. He'll put some good numbers up, but it's just not going to be enough. That team just has too many holes in it. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies uh, will be out of there very quickly. Next, we've got the Brooklyn Nets as we continue our look at the 22 teams that will be in the NBA tournament starting on July 31st at the ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex. Uh, it's going to be in Florida and, of course, an exciting time as we're all getting ready for that July 31st kickoff for the NBA season resuming. The New Jersey Nets were under 500, 469 winning percentage, 30 and 34. When you look at the Nets, of course, uh, playing at the Barclays Center in New York, uh, of course, an exciting place. Uh, they had a lot of success offseason. They had so much promise. They had Kevin Durant, who tested positive, positive for the coronavirus. Uh, seems to be symptom-free now. Uh, they're looking at securing the number seven seed, and they have players like DeAndre Jordan. Uh, they've got uh, Kyrie Irvin, guys that have done some great things, but Irvin had uh, surgery in February, missed 26 consecutive games with a shoulder injury. Uh, Carice Levert missed more than six weeks with a thumb injury, and uh, the Nets dismissed Kenny Atkinson and uh, elevated Jacques Vaughn, their interim coach. Uh, so they've got a lot of turmoil there in terms of the New, uh, the, was the New Jersey Nets, now the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, you're looking at a Nets team that I think is uh, average at best. Uh, they're missing a lot of their key pieces. 
Um, though he'd only played in 20 games, unlikely to return this season in any way, shape, or form, Kyrie Irvin would be the only player in Nets history to average 25 points, five rebounds, and five assists per game in Brooklyn. Brooklyn went 8-12 and 12 in the games he averaged 25 points or more. So you're looking at a guy in Kyrie Irvin that won't be back, and he kind of stirs a drink for those Nets, but just isn't going to be back. Kevin Durant, they say, will not be back. So uh, you can just totally discount the Nets. They have nothing to offer in a team that you say, uh, you know, they're lucky to be in the tournament, in my opinion. Next up, the Orlando Magic, 30 and 35, under 500, 462 winning percentage. You can win $75,000 for putting $100 up on the Orlando Magic. But I'm sorry, this one's not going to come true, no matter how much magic they think they have. Not a very talented team, of course. Uh, you got Marco Folks, you got Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon. You've got some pieces there, but the Magic are likely, folks, to face the Milwaukee Bucks in a first round series, possibly the Raptors or Celtics. They are combined, get this, zero and nine against those teams, the worst record in the NBA. So you can guarantee they are going to be a one and done deal. The Orlando Magic, 30 and 35. The once proud Magic, just not enough pieces there. They still need strength through the draft. So we wonder what's going to happen there. Next up, the Portland Trailblazers, 29 uh, 37. Another team making the tournament, uh, uh, 0.439 winning percentage. You can make $7,500 for a $100 wager on the Portland Trailblazers. Will you do it? Nah, I don't think that'd be a good one there. Of course, they've got Zach Collins. Uh, uh, starting forward, Rodney Hood, who had an Achilles tendon rupture. He's on the sidelines. Uh, Nurchich uh, has an injury. Uh, he's their starting center. Uh, Damian Lillard is always there, always talented. And no matter what he does, it's not enough because he's got so much he has to carry that team basically on his back. Uh, they've got some talent, but not enough. Of course, uh, Terry Stotts, the head coach, is going to try to do what he can to put a lineup out there to do something. But remember, these guys are 29 and 37, and it would be a remarkable run, but Portland does not have enough talent. Another team that has uh, got a shot, but very small indeed, would be the New Orleans Pelicans, 28 and 36. Major comeback for them. Uh, they're plus $5,000, dollars to get you 5000 back. Uh, of course, when the season was suspended, the Pelicans sat three and a half games back of the Grizzlies for the eighth playoff spot, but felt optimistic about their chances due to their schedule ahead. But you look at the team and you say, the, you know, how talented are they? Well, you got Zion Williamson a guy that was forced to undergo knee surgery the day before the regular season. So he started late, but he came on like gangbusters at the end there. Of course, they've got uh, uh, a starting aspect of 7-23 and 23 out of the gate. So if you're a Pelicans fan, you saw the worst of them. But then as things started getting better, they turned around uh, with players like Derek Favors, Lonzo Ball, and Brandon Ingram, and some of them turned into all-stars. By the time Williamson returned in January, the Pelicans were already starting to turn it around and right the ship. And then when you add Williamson in the lineup, uh, you know, 19-year-old player, 19-year-old Zion Williamson, 23.6 points a game he averaged, 6.5 rebounds, and he was shooting almost 60% from the field. So you look at Zion and you say, hey, this team is on the rise. This team is going to be talented and a very good team to watch, and they will battle for a championship down the road, just not right now. Did you know that Williamson has scored at least 20 points in 16 of his 19 career games? He's the first player to record at least 16 20-point games within the first 20, careers, uh, 20 career games since Michael Jordan did that back in 1984-85. And so Zion Williamson, a guy that uh, 19 years of age, 
I am so proud of this young man for what he's done for the people in that area. He paid for the entire, all of the folks that uh, do the tickets and uh, work inside the building and all those people that were desperate because their money was cut off because they didn't have a season. He put so much money up to help all of them and really stepped forward. Uh, nobody asked him to. He did this and at 19 years of age. He really gets it. And he is heroic for that area. They love him, and it's a universal love. Zion Williamson, a guy that we all applaud here on the Sports King Show for what he's done for his community, not only a basketball player that's great, but also a great human being. So it will be a short run for the playoffs for the Pelicans, not even at 500. But don't be surprised if maybe they steal something. Maybe they get in there and play well. When you got a 19-year-old guy, he doesn't get tired yet. He hasn't even got to the point where his body gets tired. So he's ready to go, and if he gets hot, I'm not saying they're going to win a title, but could they upset somebody and uh, advance to a second round? Possibly. So keep your eye on Zion Williamson, of course, the outstanding player out of Duke. It's one of those situations where we're going to keep our close eye on. Uh, last team before we head a break is going to be Sacramento Kings, 28 and 36. Uh, you will get $200,000 back for a hundred thousand for a hundred dollar wager. So you put a hundred dollars up, you get $200,000 back. If, the Sacramento Kings were to win it all. Uh, Kings 28 and 36. You better uh, have a better shot at catching the win than uh, winning this one. Of course, the 28 and 36 Sacramento Kings just awful, and they don't have a lot of talent there. They're trying to turn things around, but they have to do it through the draft. They've got uh, some pieces of Buddy Heald among them, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley. They're supposed to deliver a playoff berth, but they have been abysmal in uh, Sacramento. So they need some help there through the draft. Uh, before the season came to a halt, they did turn things around down the stretch, going 7-3 and three since the All-Star break, tied for fourth best. So they've shown flashes. They're just not good enough right now to win it all. We'll come back, and we're going to wrap up the last part of this 22 NBA field uh, going for the NBA title as the Sports King rolls on. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Mark Mosley of the Washington Redskins, NFL MVP in 1982. You're listening to my friend Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 106.1. Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We know the last few months have been, to say the least, a learning curve. From teaching your kids at home, to figuring out video conferences, or even remembering the right way to go down aisles. We had a lot to learn, and our dealership did too. After all, our goal has always been to make the car buying process easy for our customers. So when we couldn't serve you in person, we found a different solution. CMA's Easy Purchase. It's simple. All you have to do is head to cmascolonialhonda.com, select your vehicle, secure your financing, value your trade-in, and select the delivery location. And don't worry, we're always here to answer questions. If you'd like to complete it all online and you're not sure about something, Give us a call and we can virtually walk you through it. Or you can take any of these steps in the dealership if that's more comfortable for you. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com. Sports King Nation, want to take part in the show? Here's your chance to call the studio line. 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. Man, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Thank you, Big Ben. Uh-huh. Little Ric Flair, maybe? Little Ric Flair on a Tuesday morning? 
Okay, we'll get to them in a minute. See, Ben has the power. The power and the buttons. There you go. A triple Ric Flair from Ben. You can't ask for more than that. Ben just said, and of course, he's in my ear at all times, my producer, and he said, he always comes up with these things, and it makes me laugh, and it gives me pause for thought, but he said very, very eloquently, we should just unplug 2020 and plug it back in. I'll tell you what, sage words from my man, and I agree a thousand percent because, folks, uh, 2020 has been uh, one that uh, none of us want to ever relive again. I tell you what, just when you think, uh, somebody told me the other day, Carlton Raymond called me and said, hey, coach, you can't make some of this stuff up. He said, you can't make it up. He said, this stuff that's happened, you know, three and a half months ago or so, we're sitting there with one of the best economies, getting ready for March Madness. The world is just going. Everybody's happy. Everything's going as well as could be expected. And then we get hit with a pandemic that we're all coming to grips with, trying to deal with, trying to find a vaccine for, and our thoughts and prayers with all of the folks that are doing that, the scientists, the doctors working hard every single day, trying to come up with something that we can get back to life as we knew it. And I'll tell you what, just a little thought here. But I've gone on record saying this. I appreciated things so much before, and I did. And I've always been grateful for every little thing. But I appreciate things more now than ever. And I will tell you this. When things get back to normal, we hope it's sooner rather than later, I will sit there maybe for the first time and watch a ball game in a stands and maybe have a hot dog or just sit there and just look at the kids smiling and say to myself, man, These are special times. So when people say, hey, don't overlook things, don't take it for granted because things can be taken away, we all know that feeling. It's something that absolutely stinks on every level. And, of course, the sports king is uh, sometimes up at 2 a.m. watching and listening to Korean baseball. So I know. I know what's going on. I'm looking for some excitement myself. But I tell you what, uh, we will appreciate things more than ever. And, of course, this has brought a lot of families closer and uh, brought the conversations together. And, of course, between the coronavirus and the racial strife that has encompassed our country, we are trying to get through this together and come out the other side. We're Americans. We will pull together. We will find a way, and nothing will divide us. We are going to find a way somehow, some way, and that's the hope here. And we certainly hope and pray that uh, everybody comes back together and we can move forward as a nation and heal. And hopefully this coronavirus will be a thing of the past sooner rather than later. That's my hope and wish. And I know you guys feel the same way. If you'd like to be a part of the show, give us a call. 804-327-0888. 804-327-0888 is the number. Uh, I am continuing my look at those 22 teams in the NBA that will play starting July 31st. That's something to be excited about, folks. July 31st, the NBA is back in action. It's going to be happening at the ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex down in Florida. And I've been there. I've seen this place. I've stayed there. Beautiful complex. They've got plenty of basketball courts to practice on, to play on. It's going to be a nice setup for the players. Of course, when you're down in wild, the Wild World of Sports Complex, you'll look around the fields. They have plenty of places to run and work out. It should be a great place. I think it's going to be like that Olympic Village field. They'll put Team X here, Team Y here, Team Z here. And the players will have to uh, go to the cafeteria and enjoy everything they have there. They'll have the nutritionist. They'll have everything on site. So it'll be a very unique situation. 
but I can guarantee you the NBA will pull this off. Now, it won't be with fans, won't be with family, but it's going to be uh, something for us to cheer about in the NBA. And Adam Silver, I applaud you for making that happen. Getting back to my look at the NBA teams that have a chance to win the world title, the San Antonio Spurs, 27-36, and 36, 429 winning percentage. If you put down $100, Vegas says you'll get $100,000 back. So looking at the Spurs group, uh, Greg Popovich, the head coach, is trying to keep them in the mix. But despite his coaching efforts, they just do not have enough pieces there. You're looking at the rotation. They've got uh, a ton of players over 30 years of age. DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, who is uh, going to be on the shelf. Rudy Gay, Patty Mills. And now that Aldridge is sidelines for the rest of the season with the right shoulder surgery, you're looking at him being one of the big pieces. That guy was really the guy that kept things going for those Spurs. So you're looking at the situation without uh, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge in the middle. It's going to be very tough for them. Uh, They've got some other pieces there. Trey Lyles is in the starting lineup. He's averaged uh, 15.3 points a game, 6-7 rebounds in the last six contests he played. But the Spurs are currently 12th in the Western Conference, four games behind AC Grizzlies, and they need to go on a winning streak to have any chance in this postseason. The Spurs are one of four teams in the 22-field team that hasn't recorded a winning streak of at least four games in the season. So the Spurs will not, with no LaMarcus Aldridge, he is their heartbeat on that team. They're dead in the water. They will not advance. So do not spend any money on those Spurs. 27-36, one of the worst years ever for the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Another team to look at, the Phoenix Suns out west, 26-39, and 39, uh, .400 winning percentage. You can win uh, $50,000 for a $100 bet. And the last of the West teams invited to Orlando. The Suns are two and a half games back of ninth place. They have very little hope of going anywhere. Uh, they've got a PED suspension for 2018 pick, uh, number one pick, DeAndre Aiden, a kid that I really like, but he had a PED suspension, and they got off to a fast start at 7-4. and four. They attempted to make the playoffs. Phoenix's backslid and uh, 13 games under 500 when play was suspended. The Suns' 26 wins are still the most since 2014 and 15. Devin Booker was a talented guy there, always put up some big numbers. Uh, the first All-Star since Steve Nash back in 2012. So think about that. Their first in, uh, NBA All-Pro since Steve Nash in 2012, eight-year dry spell without a quality player. So you got Devin Booker, you got DeAndre Ayton, you got some talented pieces, but not near enough to do anything. Once again, uh, you're looking at uh, Booker, who's on pace to join LeBron James and Oscar Robinson as the only players in NBA history with multiple seasons with 26 points and six assists per game before turning 24 years of age. So with the cornerstones of Booker and Ayton, this team is one with a few more pieces. They could challenge. Ayton is a big guy. He's a tremendous athlete, but they're 26 and 39, 400 winning percentage, and they have no chance, just not enough pieces in Phoenix. They will be a team that uh, will be gone very quickly. Moving on, we're looking at the Washington Wizards. Man, I hate that name. Uh, of course, uh, formerly the Bullets, the name I loved. Of course, the uh, the Wizards, 24 and 40, 375. How they got into the dance, I don't know, but they are abysmal. 16 games below 500. The Wizards were the lone non playoff team from the East invited to Orlando, and they have to have a play in tournament just to get in. But you're looking at the situation with John Wall sidelined by his Achilles injury. Of course, Bradley Beal, who's been averaging a lot of points, but uh, can't do it alone. And they've got the league's worst defensive rating. So, 
if you can't play defense, you can't win a world title, and they have no chance whatsoever. So Beal was averaging 30.5 points a game, would be the highest scoring average for a player not chosen to an all-star team. And he was very upset, as was his fiance over the snub. He has a financial incentive to make the NBA all-star team and uh, was very upset that didn't happen. So you're looking at the situation with the Wizards, and uh, they've got the guys there that can definitely help Beal, but not enough. And so the Wizards... Here's the deal. If you have $100, you'll win $100,000 back should they win the world title. Not going to happen. Once again, 24 and 40. They can't get out of their own way. They are very fortunate to even be invited to the party. It'll be a short stay for the Wizards. Beal may be able to keep them in a few games, but they have no staying power. So the Wizards will be very quickly ousted in this 22-game format. So, Want to get your take, 804-327-0888. Those 22 I just went through, you may say, what is going to happen? Who is going to win it all? Well, I'm going to tell you that. My take is this. I see, and it doesn't take a lot to decide this, but I feel the best teams, of course, are the Lakers and the Bucks. I have gone on record early in the year when things were going well before this stoppage. It would be the Milwaukee Bucks winning a world title. They were on a pace for 70 wins. I'm not getting off the Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, easy for me to say, with Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe, uh, Mike Budenholzer is an underrated coach. This team has staying power. They can do it. They were beating opponents, folks, by an average 11.3 points per game, which would be the fifth largest margin of victory in NBA history. The four teams ahead of them, were the 72 Lakers, 71 Bucks, 96 Bulls, and 2017 Warriors. All of them won titles. So that bears well for them. You have to remember now, 11.3 points per game better in terms of the winning averages. So when you look at those Bucks, these guys don't just beat you. They put the hammer down. They're looking to knock you out. So Giannis and company, the Greek freak, this team is the team that I think will win the title because of their not only their chemistry, but the way they're playing, and they were playing and it's such a great clip. Before the season ended, they were headed towards 70 wins, which I think they would have done. So it's going to be the Lakers of LeBron, and, and of course, uh, they've got all of the pieces there. Anthony Davis, it's going to be a great matchup, but it just looks to me like this Milwaukee team is better built, a better bench, in my belief, to win it all. Of course, uh, you got uh, Dwight Howard, Danny Green, Rajon Rondo. They have some very good pieces, but I'm telling you what, this Bucks team do not go to sleep on them. In my opinion, they'll win this 22-game tournament and win the world title. And the return, if you put 100 up, you get 275 back. So that's my take. If you want to make some money, I think that would be the play there with the Milwaukee Bucks as your choice. Now, I will say this. The dark horse, the team that I feel really could be uh, uh, somebody that rise up and win this. There are two teams that I love: the Celtics, one, and the Rockets, or the other. Those are the two wild cards. That if you go to sleep on them, they could just come into that party, crash it, and pull it out in a 22-game run to the Roses. So watch those two dark horses. It'll be the Boston Celtics and Houston. But I think when it, all the dust settles, it will be the Milwaukee Bucks winning a world title. The Greek freak will win it all. That's my take on the Sports King Show. Come back with your phone calls. Final 15 minutes. You're listening to the Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, sports fans. This is National High School Recruiting Football Expert Tom Lemming. You may have seen me in the movie The Blind Side. You are listening to a guy I've given the five-star rating to. 
It's Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, sports fans. It's the Sports King for the podiatry center of renowned foot doctor, Dr. Paul Ross. Dr. Ross is an expert who develops individual game plans for the sole purpose of getting his patients back to 100% as quickly as possible. In my case, I wore soft casts hard cast. I was in pain and I saw no relief. That is, until Dr. Ross came to the rescue. He restored my foot to the way it was originally and he gave me the quality of life I so desperately wanted to return to. He can do the same for you. He has state-of-the-art techniques and strategies to ensure your pain and issues become a thing of the past. If you've tried the rest, do yourself a favor and now try the best. Call today. Two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. Hi, I'm Tim Cosgrove, President and General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. Our goal has always been to make the car buying process easy. So when we couldn't serve you in person, we found a different solution. CMA's Easy Purchase. It's simple. All you have to do is head to cmascolonialhonda.com, select your vehicle, secure your financing, value your trade-in, and select the delivery location. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com. You're listening to a man whose future is so bright, he's got to wear shades. The Sports King on Sports 1061. The Sports King Show. Don't forget, it's Big Al and Sports Phone. Mr. Richmond, he's been here for so long and done such a great job. He starts things off in the morning, 8 to 10 live. Of course, I follow him live from 10 to 12. Immediately following me at the 12 o'clock hour, we're going to go out to Los Angeles. Jim Rome in the jungle from Los Angeles, immediately following the Sports King program. So uh, Ben Maitland lamenting, lamenting during the interlude between the show, the break there. He will tell me some things, just pontificating in my ear, saying he doesn't know about this baseball situation. And he thought about when it might start, when it might not. And he wants his Atlanta Braves back, folks. Loves NASCAR, loves those Braves. And he's disgusted as I am. Can't see my Nationals out there playing. And, of course, it's the almighty dollar that's always going to win, it seems, when it all comes down to it. You just pray and hope that one day – They'll say, hey, man, let's put the fans ahead of everybody else. What's your take? 804-327-0888 is the number. 804-327-0888. Love to hear from you before we close it out. About 10 minutes left. On this day in sports history, June 9th, a day which my favorite horse, Secretariat, made his most dominant run of all time. And that was back in 1973. Let's see. I was nine years old. And, of course, my favorite number, by the way, And on that day, he won the Belmont Stakes by 31 lengths, the most dominant. Now, it was a small field, but it was the most dominant triple crown run of all time. If you have an opportunity today, go back and look at that 1973 Belmont Stakes. When I watched that, and you remember the call about him being like a powerful engine. Of course, they say when they did the autopsy on the horse secretary, which they called Big Red, they said his heart was uh, so much more 
larger than any other horse they'd ever seen. And that just makes sense. This horse was absolutely the most amazing creature I'd ever seen run in my life to this day. And 31 lengths, when you watch that horse run the way it did with Ron Turcotte aboard, just one of the most amazing sports, spectacular things you've ever witnessed in your life. And you say, if you saw it live like I did, you're like, man, you knew that day you'd probably never see the likes of that again. And I never have since. But the greatest horse I ever saw on this day, 1973, won the Belmont Stakes by 31 lengths. And just think about that for a minute. Elsewhere, in 1978, the NBA draft was held in New York City. And the Boston Celtics took somebody named Larry Bird with the sixth pick, even though he had a year left at Indiana State. And in Las Vegas, it was Larry Holmes winning the WBC heavyweight title with a 15-round split decision, and this was a battle. I mean, these guys went at it over Ken Norton at Caesars Palace. The fight came down to the final round, the 15th round. Back then, sometimes they'd go 12, they'd go 15, which was one of the best rounds ever in boxing history. And, of course, Larry Holmes found a way to pull it out against Ken Norton. And, folks, Ken Norton, of course, his son, with his Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator of the same name, Ken Norton Jr., outstanding coach and player in his playing days, Larry Holmes and Ken Norton. Ken Norton uh, was a guy that you have to give respect to. He fought some of the best in the business, and he always put his uh, best forward and gave everything he had a great heavyweight, uh, obviously, throughout his career. 1987, it was Magic Johnson hitting a hook shot. We won't forget that with two seconds left as the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Celtics. 107-106 at the Boston Garden in Game 4 of the NBA Finals. That game, really, if he doesn't make that, the Lakers go 2-2 two to two versus this case. That shot led them to 3-1 to one lead. They never looked back. They won all six games. Excuse me, they won the six games. So they win that game, that hook shot that did so much for their confidence. In 1993, on this date in history, sports history, the Montreal Canadiens beat the Los Angeles Kings 4-1 to at the Montreal Forum to win the Stanley Cup in five games. This is the last team a team from Canada has won the Stanley Cup. In 2001, the Colorado Avalanche on this day beat the New Jersey Devils at the Pepsi Center to win the Stanley Cup in seven games. It was also the final game for Avalanche defenseman Ray Bork, who won his first Stanley Cup of a historic 22 season career 22 years you hear about that from maybe a punter or a kicker like an adam vinatieri but can you imagine ray bork his dominance in his career of 22 years in the nhl taking that kind of beating man what an athlete he was and uh, so rightfully so that he won his first stanley cup back in 2001 on this date in 2009 on this date in sports history the mlb draft was held at the mlb network studios in secaucus new jersey and the washington nationals took a guy named steven strasburg with the first pick and the los angeles angels of anaheim selected some other guy named mike trout with the 25th pick i wonder how that 25th pick worked out for the la angels and let me say this I was on hand and blessed to be there. Steven Strasburg's first game at Nats Park. I was witnessing it very close to the railing and got to see him warm up, got to see him go out there, and he mowed down all of those pirates on that particular day. It was one of the most electric things I'd ever been a part of. Steven Strasburg's debut, a win against Pittsburgh, an amazing performance for the right-hander who, of course, last year led us to a World Series championship and an MVP performance. Strasburg ready for another huge year for the Nationals should we 
hopefully resume baseball. And back on this day in sports history, 2010, it was the Chicago Blackhawks right winger Patrick Kane. He scored a hard-to-see goal to beat the Philadelphia Flyers 4-3 to in overtime at the Wachovia Center to win the Stanley Cup Finals in six games. The play is known as the phantom goal, of course. Not phantom, though, for those Blackhawks and their fans as they felt uh, excited to see that go in the biscuit in the basket, as Joe Beninati says. And that is what has happened in the world of sports on this day in sports history. Listen, I want to thank you for joining us, of course, each and every day on the Sports King Show. Don't forget, it all starts with Big Al in the morning on Sports Phone, 8 to 10. He's live. We're live, 10 to 12. And then right after us, it's, of course, Jim Rome. We'll join him momentarily there. We also want to remind you, if you have the ability to do so, please donate blood. We are still in short supply. Just contact the Red Cross at redcross.org. And anybody out there, any veterans that you can thank and uh, give your best wishes to, please do. If you have somebody in the neighborhood or somebody that you know, elderly, that you can look in on or call or just support, please do. We want to be about uplifting one another. We want to be about looking out for one another and listening to one another in these tough times because so many people are hurting and so many people just need encouragement. Uh, Of course, the job market is coming back. We hope and pray everybody comes back from a job standpoint. We hope the businesses, all of our businesses that support us at our station and every business out there throughout Central Virginia and around the country, we all want them to come back bigger and better than ever because we know how important small business and big business is to our country. And we are hoping and praying that everybody gets back to normal in terms of getting more and more people back through your doors, purchasing your goods. And we thank all of our sponsors here at Sports 1061. We can't make it without you. And remember, every little thing you do helps. When you can give maybe a bigger tip to the delivery driver that comes with something special or maybe the person in bringing your food to you or when you go to these restaurants and stop by, it's okay if you have it. Please give those tips because the folks out there are living so many cases. They don't have big salaries or living on those tips. So anything you can do a little extra in these times, it really goes a long way. And it's really something that will come back to you many times over. Be kind to one another because right now folks are really in that mood where they just like, hey, Every little bit helps. You see a lot of athletes lately have been dropping $1,000 tips, and I applaud all of them for doing that. It's such a nice thing to see, and it really lifts you up when you see the good in humanity. Of course, we hear about the bad things out there, but we're always looking for the great stories here. Some of the top stories we worked on today on the Sports King Show, Dalvin Cook says, I'm not going to play. I'm going to hold out until I get an extension that I want that I think is fair. So he's there saying that. Dak Prescott saying the same thing. And so that's a situation we're going to monitor. So you're looking at some of those top stories there. Uh, of course, uh, Major League Baseball heading it all off, saying we're not going to play. And right now, Jeff Passan from ESPN went on record this morning saying Major League Baseball is in the same spot now as they were a month ago. There has not been any change, way, shape, or form. Nothing has happened positively in Major League Baseball. So if you're sitting there thinking, hey, baseball's right around the corner, no can do. Right now, they're in an impasse. Nobody wants to blink. Nobody wants to give each other an opportunity at the table. It's all about the almighty dollar. They're not changing their stance on this. And if they don't, I dare say Major League Baseball is going to fall by the wayside in 2020. It just looks like that's what's going to happen there. And it's very sad indeed for the American public that has supported them so much for so long. So we're going to watch that in terms of Major League Baseball. And, of course, you want to 
look at all the other aspects out there in terms of uh, the teams that are doing it right, the NBA, NHL coming back, and we certainly hope they come back without any issues. Wanted to pass along one last note. Of course, Bubba Wallace, the NASCAR driver, uh, has talked about uh, wanting the Confederate flags removed from all of the tracks, and uh, he says nope, nobody should feel uncomfortable when they come to NASCAR. So it starts with the Confederate flags. Get them out of here. They have no place for them. And Wallace drives, of course, the number 43 car for Richard Petty Motorsports. He recognizes his position will not set well with some people. There's going to be a lot of angry people, he says, that carry those flags proudly, but it's time for change, he said. We have to change that, and I encourage NASCAR. We will have those conversations to remove those flags, Confederate flags. Wallace, a 26-year-old native of Alabama, said he wasn't always bothered by seeing Confederate flags. He said, what I'm chasing is checkered flags, and that was my kind of narrative, Wallace said, but driving me more into it and educating myself. People are uncomfortable about it. We need to talk about it. So we don't know where that's going to fall, but right now uh, many people taking a hard-line stance about it, but Bubba Wallace is really leading the charge, wanting this to change, and we'll see what happens on the NASCAR front. So that's going to wrap her up for this Tuesday edition of the Sports King Show. Uh, stay tuned on Facebook. We'll let you know of upcoming guests. And I want to thank Ben Maitland, our standing producer, who works for both Big Al and me. And, boy, he puts in double duty, does a great job for both of us. So we thank Ben for all his work behind the glass. And we want to thank you most of all for joining us for this edition of the Sports King. Don't forget, we'll be back for the Wednesday midweek edition. And we thank you so much. And, as I said, be kind every single day and keep your head up. Be positive. Remember, we're all in this together. We're coming through this together. And soon enough, life will hopefully get back the way we want it, the way we remember it. Have a great day. I'm Jamie King. We'll talk to you tomorrow.